0: Welcome into Four Down Territory. I'm Kyle Madsen, the managing editor over at the Niners Wire. Joining me, as always, is the managing editor over at the Touchdown Wire, Doug Farrar. And my cat is back here as well. He'll be Jessica making an appearance. There. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Sure. Hey. He's right there. That's Stephen Purry, actually. That is nice. his name. I have probably another the, cat.
1: The office manager is here. You better get to work now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we're going to be buttoned up today. Yes. My, uh, my other cat is Catrick Willis. Oh, um, I got them very shortly after Patrick Willis retired so it felt okay. uh, it felt appropriate That's in the good. moment hey the NFL draft is done
1: yes all the is.
0: preparation all the work is behind us now and now we get to look forward teams have new guys um, there were some really nice picks a lot of reaches let's cover all of it and let's start on the positive side yep. um, the draft is over let's put out these way too early draft grades we um, What's what's just kind of overall draft class? Not necessarily specific player, just top to bottom draft class. Which team in your mind had the best draft overall?
1: Yes, we're going to, dra- we're going to grade all these picks now because, of course, they haven't done anything. And, of course, uh, draft grades are ridiculous. It's it's, it's analysis in the moment. <laughs> You're kind of evaluating.
0: <laughs> right. No, of course. It's projection. <laughs> um Kyle, I know
1: we said this before on Fordon territory, but at some point the NFL is going to have to step in and investigate how Eagles general manager Howie Roseman keeps getting away with this because it's, it's, is, it's getting funny at this point. So they get Jalen Carter with the ninth overall pick, and that could be a franchise-defining selection of Carter is able to realize his full potential. Best player in the draft on yep. tape, and then you got the other stuff. Um, it's an acceptable risk, even if not. Basically, Roseman turned Trevor Penning into Jalen Carter with that 2022 draft from the Saints. Outrageous. He should be locked up. I mean, God. And then the Eagles got Nolan Smith, Carter's Georgia teammate with the 30th pick. And I remember you and I saying if they get Nolan Smith at 30, oh my God. And they did. Um, Smith has no off-field dings whatsoever. He's like a coach on the field. He would have been a top 15 pick, were really he healthy all the way through the last season. And he reminds me of Hassan Reddick, who is now his edge bookend in those five man fronts under uh, Sean Desai, as they were under Jonathan Gannon. Then they got Sidney Brown, who was my second ranked safety behind Alabama's Brian Branch in the third round. Georgia cornerback Kalei Ringo in the fourth round. And and Kalei Ringo, I didn't like his tape. I know he's been working with Richard Sherman for the Mm -hmm. last couple months, so who better? Texas defensive end uh, Moro Ojomo in the seventh round was a real interesting sleeper guy. He can play inside from like over the center to about four mm-hmm. eye. Uh, so again, more reinforcements for those five-man fronts. And you top it off, the low ball trade for X lions running back DeAndre Swift. Basically, if they let him go after the after this season, their compensatory pick will equal what they gave up for him.
0: Jeez. How does he keep doing this? How? I don't. Look, what? I'm going to plead with NFL teams now. When Howie Roseman calls, don't answer. Hang up. You're and, and going by to the get way, stop it's whining. Not work. Stop whining that
1: Howie Roseman is getting too much credit. He's
0: doing the job better than you are. Land. Right. Get yeah. Like, yeah the, the 29 teams passed on passed on uh, Nolan Smith. And Howie Roseman said, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll take him." He's so, not
1: doing anything I, like extraordinary. He's just beating the casino, which you're not supposed to do, and he keeps doing it. So yeah. Anyway, Kyle, uh, yeah, I, I think we would both agree that was a great class. Uh, give me one or two of yours.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, the Eagles are, are the winner for me. I I really liked what the Ravens did. Yep. You get Zay Flowers, plug him into that offense and Todd Monken's offense. I think they, I think it's going to look a little bit different there in Baltimore, and I think Zay Flowers might have the chance to be the receiver Marquise Brown was supposed to be. Um, I, well, I'm, can I
1: can I interject when please. I did my when I did my receiver rankings? He was my receiver one over Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba because mm-hmm. not only what he did on the field, but did you see their quarterbacks at Boston College? Woof. Uh, yeah, so no. yeah. now he's got Lamar <laughs> Jackson throwing him footballs. It's going to be yeah. different.
0: The yeah, I, I I really like Zay Flowers. I really like him with Lamar Jackson. If they get on the same page and like scramble drills the way that like Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin did. Uh, it it it's going to be tough in the, in the AFC North. Uh, their second pick was one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, Trenton Smith, the linebacker from Clemson. Yep. I'm a big believer that controlling the second level is key to being a good defense in the NFL. The Niners have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. They do it as well as any team in the league. And that's why they've been one of the better defenses in the league over the last couple of years. I think Trenton Simpson next to Roquan Smith. That's a really, really nice linebacker tandem, a ton of athleticism there. Uh, they took Ole Miss defensive end Tavius Robinson. That's all tools. He's yeah. 6'6". He's got long arms. I, I love that bet. I think he's just going to be a, at least a good rotational player for a long time. Um, so I, I uh, And then Andrew Voorhees in the seventh round. When he's yeah. healthy, he's going to start in the NFL. He's yeah. going to be a good starter in the NFL. And so they took a seventh-round flyer. They're going to redshirt him, and he's he's going to play next year and probably start and play a ton of games for them. So I really like them.
1: Blew out his ACL I'm, at the combine. He would have been like a third to fourth round pick for yourself. Yeah. And what he, fits is, that, he fits that offensive line because he's just, he likes to beat people up in the
0: run game. And that's he the He is here. mean. He yeah. is m- a mean, mean offensive lineman. Uh, yeah. And then he, you know, he had the famous, you know, 40 bench press reps or whatever it was with a torn ACL. Yeah. I'm just all in. I, I, cool. I love the pick for the Ravens. I'm interested to get your thoughts on Seattle because I loved what Seattle did in the first round. Von Witherspoon, really nice player. Love that for their secondary. You get Jackson Smith and Jigba who work primarily out of the slot with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Derek Hall from Auburn, the defensive end. Love it. But then there's the Pete Carroll pick. Zach Charbonnet, early second round, mid-second round, I guess. Where where'd you where do you land with the Seahawks? Because I thought they did a nice job, but that Charbonnet pick really stands out to me.
1: Second year in a row, they've taken an undersized uh, edge player. Yeah, last year it was Boye Mafe and a running back. Uh, last year it was Ken Walker who was really good in mm-hmm. the second round. Uh, Derek Hall I like a lot. He's just he's a he's a power pig man. He will get right. his hands in your chest and ouch. Yep. Charbonnet was my RB three behind uh, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, and his comp my comp for him was Marshawn Lynch. So mm. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, we okay. can we can talk all day about Seattle doing blah 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 with running backs. It's what they're going to do. They want four on the roster. That's just yep. who they are. We can talk about it being ridiculous or whatever. It's what they're going to do. The guy who is really interesting is the second running back they took, uh, Kenny McIntosh of Georgia in the seventh round.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They want to expand their screen game, and neither Charbonnet nor Carter. I mean, Charbonnet can catch a screen, but if you want him on a release route, it's going to get ugly. Uh, yeah. Kenny McIntosh showed the ability to really get rolling, and I know Shane Waldron their OC wants to do that. Um, Devon Devin Witherspoon was, if you. Factor in Jalen Carter's off-field stuff. He was my top-ranked defensive player. Not oh fun, wow! Defensive player. Man. this guy is an absolute monster. He's corner. a dog. <clears throat> so I like that uh, Anthony Bradford from LSU. He's just a guard from LSU. Just wants to you know run people over and all that. Um, Olu Watimi, the center from Michigan, in the fifth round. I hope I got even close to that. Um, they they went into this draft saying we have to get a center. Uh John Michael Schmitz went in the second round, who was my best center.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: this guy was good. Luke Whippler though went like in the seventh round to the Browns. Oh, he was my center too. Mm. But anyway, um, you know, I think they did fine. I think they got a bunch of impact starters with upside, and that's what you want. So I'm fine with
0: it. The la- the last one I want to mention here is the Colts. Yeah. And for the the big thing off top is I loved the Anthony Richardson pick at four. If you're going to bet on a quarterback, just bet big. Like, bet on the high ceiling. I'm in. I-, I loved it. I loved it for the Colts. And then they just got a bunch of like long, big athletes. And I'm in. Like, give me, give me that all day. I- I'll, I will, I love betting on upside in the draft.
1: Well, how happy is DC Gus Bradley right now? You have three cornerbacks Julius Brantz in the second round, Darius mm-hmm. Rush, very underrated in the fifth, and Jalen yeah. Jones from Texas AM, who I like to let in the seventh.
0: So all three big corners, all guys. I, 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 I had at some point, the Niners possibly targeting in the third round. So Island, got a, Island, Island. it's just, man. you know, yeah. Gus Bradley's going to love that. Fun. So yeah. I just wanted to mention the Colts as well. I thought, I thought yeah. they did. They did a really nice job. Let's let's jump to the negative side of this, which NFL team had a draft that left you kind of like, what was that? What are they doing there? Not so good list. of a draft.
1: Yeah, I kind of have to go with the Packers. And your thoughts about the Packers draft would have to start with how highly you value Iowa edge rusher Lucas Van Ness, who they took with the 13th overall pick. I thought, good, not great. He was my edge eight, I believe. Uh, And it mystified me that they selected him with Will McDonald, Nolan Smith, and Miles Murphy still on the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, Georgia Tech's Keon White, who went to the Patriots with the 15th pick in the second round, seemed to me to be an equivalent or better version of Van Ness as a hybrid-sized speed-to-power pass rusher who can win inside and outside uh michigan state receiver jalen reed liked them good player didn't think he was quite up to the 50th overall pick but okay i mean if he works out he works out you don't really care whether they're taken um i did love the selections of tight ends luke musgrave and tucker craft who those guys matt lafleur is going to have all kinds of ridiculous 12 personnel stuff that's cool that'll be fun but just as you're coming around to this class, it was Green Bay picking Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford, who a lot of analysts deemed a UDFA in the fifth round. I I know Will Levis, Will Levis couldn't beat him out at Penn State, but that, you know, maybe that's why they took him. I don't know. The tape was not great. I just saw a lot of reaches there. And this is a franchise in transition in the post Aaron Rodgers era. You don't really know about Jordan Love yet. This is not the time to reach. Yeah. So that, that really, you know, maybe Van Nesteren's into, because what I wrote about him is that with George Carlaftis last year, who the chiefs took and mm-hmm. turned into a, a a good player in the NFL, uh, I could be wrong because the guys who were just sort of tight and not bendy and sort of hybrid sized, I usually see them not work out so well in the NFL. So maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but based on that pick and and some other ones uh i don't know just it, it didn't really uh it didn't move me uh but that's just me. Kyle, what about you? Uh, I, I, like- I, I know where you're going with this, so uh-huh. let's, let's, it's, it's it's time for a rant.
0: I want to I want to just real quick, I want to go back to the Sean Clifford thing. Sean Clifford in the 5th, Stetson Bennett in the 4th. Oh. I blame Brock Purdy. Oh sure. I think I think teams are now like, "Oh, we've figured out quarterback evaluation." Oh sure we're going to go get this guy who nobody thinks is good or turn him into a good quarterback.
1: It's getting, I know the NFL network had um, a a cop between Jake Haner and Joe Burrow. What are we doing here?
0: What? Let's stop. Okay. Let's stop. That's a lot. So I hesitated with this because I, I do Niners stuff. I'm managing editor at Niners wire. And I, I feel like I kind of view the world through, the nfl world through niners colored glasses but their 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 draft class was objectively weird and i'm up
1: here in seattle and i write you know
0: overall nfl and i agree with so so okay good so that's why i'm gonna so they didn't pick until 99 or that that they weren't scheduled to pick until 99 so it was going to be really hard to put together like a really strong draft class but we just talked about a bunch of teams who in the third fourth fifth sixth seventh rounds were finding like Really nice players. The 49ers trade up to number 87 for Penn State safety Jair Brown. I actually really like that. Play. Yeah. I am in there. Okay, Jair Brown. But then 99, they go kicker Jake Moody from Michigan. 101, they go tight end Cameron Latu from Alabama, who they probably might have been able to get in the fifth round. Like Not just a great. A, Not
1: yeah, a great. Just a,
0: just a just a like just a player. Like he's Guy. fine. Yeah, Not somebody not somebody you want to go with at One-on-one is my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, they wind up, they go South Alabama quarterback, uh, cornerback, excuse me, Darrell looter, which, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Robert Beal, defensive end out of Georgia, like the worst Georgia defender in the draft. They wind up with in the fifth round TCU linebacker D winters, who oh, I actually kind of like that Oklahoma tight end, Braden Willis again, fine.
1: Michigan, He's got some stuff.
0: Yeah. I think they're going to make him a fullback, but that's a different conversation. Uh, Michigan wide receiver Ronnie Bell, Purdue linebacker Jalen Graham. It's just like, maybe it's the lack of draft capital, but this feels like a, and and the Niners don't have like a ton of starting jobs open. So right. trying to find guys who, who who add depth to the roster is great, but it it looks like they actively tried to find backups. And right. that's the head scratching part to it's me. It's like Trent
1: Bonke was still in charge, kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, really. That's It, it was reminiscent of one of those Trent bulky drafts where it's like got even if these guys hit their ceilings you're looking at maybe a starter or two and i get it their rosters really good but they're not going to be able to pay anybody for pay everybody forever yeah. at some point you're going to need to restock the cupboard and i just i don't i don't feel like they did that
1: <laughs> i think Ronnie Bell the receiver from Michigan has a really good tape he could be uh you know he can get in there. I do love the uh, the Jake Moody story where he was. <laughs> this is from the 49ers PR department. He was apparently once so jacked. <coughs> excuse me to be Matt Prater, his kicking hero in the Detroit pizza parlor. that He totally blew off Calvin Johnson, who was with Prater at the time. Hilarious. Well, the kid was born to be a kicker. So we'll give him that.
0: <laughs> good. Good. Um, if. Yeah. No. Well, more on that in a minute. Um, let's let's talk reaches. Speaking yep. of the 49ers. Uh, give me one or two of your biggest reaches in the draft, <laughs> like the guys that were just taken way too soon.
1: Not that the two guys Alliance took in the first round, Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs and Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell are bad players. Uh, I would mm. name it should be borderline first-round talents but they each play at fungible positions and Detroit took Gibbs, the 12th overall pick and Campbell with the 18th. I didn't think that Gibbs or Campbell were the best players in their draft at their positions Yeah. in Detroit. We've heard all the stuff about, Oh guys, wanted Jameer Gibbs at like five or some ridiculous number. Like, no, no, no. It's like the guys who said, we would have taken Russell Wilson in the first round, but we were overruled. No, you weren't. Or <laughs> Bill Poleon once telling me we had a first round grade on Tom Brady. No, you didn't. No Stop chance.
0: It. No Stop. chance.
1: Stop. Stop saying things with your mouth. So, in Detroit's case, you've got a two-pick call in the first round. This is, you know, this is your big – you're you're on the precipice. Mm-hmm. This is your time to go for it. And they kind of – they take in guys who may not merit those picks. I mean, Campbell's a good linebacker. <laughs>
0: Jameer, Gibbs
1: cover? Than, Jameer Gibbs is better than DeAndre Swift, but they mm-hmm. have good linebackers. Right. They got a good linebacker last year. It's just – it's tough – I I think they'll both be good players. It's just when you consider the whole I guess opportunity cost of it, it's tough mm-hmm. for me to reconcile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, it's not I'm I'm totally with you. If if you take what what they go, twelve and eighteen. If those yep. guys go twenty eight and forty two, I'm loving it. way right. It's and, and there's
1: some who will say, well, it doesn't matter where they're picked, because then they got Brian Branch in the second round and I would take in Brian Branch twelfth. So, right. Lions could justifiably say, Hey, we don't care. We got the guys and that's fine. Right. But you didn't plan for Brian branch to be there in the middle of the second round. Right. You backed into, you backed into a lottery guys. So, you know, let's, let's go with the decision-making kind of wonder about that.
0: Yeah. Mine... Kyle, I, know you, I know you have more thoughts
1: about uh, your reach here.
0: The 49ers took a kicker 99th overall. Yes. Like I don't, yes. and it's not, I, 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 I've talked to, I have friends who are not in the Bay area, not connected to the 49ers at all, who went to Michigan and they swear by Jay. You should have heard rich Eisen gushing about him on NFL network. Well, it was come on, rich. Where did, where did he go? Right. Big Michigan guy. Yeah. So every Michigan fan I know is like, this guy is cash money, but then you go look at his numbers and he's like 60% from beyond 40 yards. And he I get he made some big kicks for them and he made the fifty-nine yarder against TCU and he's got that leg and he handled kickoffs and like that's great, but that's like every kicker. Yeah, if you're going to draft a kicker at ninety nine, you he needs to be hitting ninety-nine percent of his kicks. Yep. from, from any distance. Who's
1: that dude? The Buccaneers took a couple of Roberto years? Aguayo. Yeah. 59. Yeah.
0: This is the earliest a kicker had been taken since then. And then you go see the Rams like signing the Lou Groza award winner in undrafted free agency. Yep. And and I just it's baffling. It's it's I, I understand he needed a kicker. And if Jake Moody is really good and he's their kicker for 15 years and he makes a bunch of clutch kicks then OK, fine. But if Kyle Shanahan thought that people raised hell when he missed on a third round running back missing on a third round kicker is inexcusable.
1: Well, that player needs to be great. He's talking to Moody on the phone. I saw this video. I'm sure you've seen it too. Yeah, like, oh, he's making jokes about it. Like, yeah, you might be getting a little too cute for your own good here.
0: Yeah, that's that's really that's really what it feels like. I get they've had a ton of success. The front office gets the benefit of the doubt for now because they've been to the NFC Championship game three out of the last four years. That's hey. great. But that is a ki- they had two top 100 picks and they used one on a kicker.
1: I don't if he it. makes the game-winning kick in the Super Bowl, then we'll come back on on territory yeah. and you know wear our dunce caps. And there you go,
0: hundred percent. I will old takes expose myself. There you go. But until that point, this is not a good pick, it's and for me, weird. the biggest reach of the draft. It's a little weird. Yeah.
1: Although, friends, right. the Patriots first team to take a punter and a kicker in the draft since the two thousand uh, Raiders.
0: Peak Belichick. Yes. Peak Belichick. He just doesn't care. Love it for him. Uh, Let's, let's finish up here. His own (laughs) little Blasto on the side. Oh Oh, yeah. He's operating in a, in a different universe than everybody else. Yes. Uh, Let's finish up here. Who's your biggest sleeper in this class or some of your biggest sleepers in this class? Just the guys that are going to way outperform where they were picked.
1: I could have gotten like 50 different guys because this draft, as I've said, it's, it's more wide than it is tall. I mean, maybe you have 12 first round talents grade wise. Mm -hmm. But starting in the second round down to about the sixth, it's just ridiculous. Uh, on offense, I'll go with Iowa State receiver Xavier Hutchinson, who the Texans somehow stole with a 206th pick in the sixth round. Wild. Uh, I had a third round grade on him at worst and easily thought of him as a top 10 receiver in this loaded class. <laughs> he doesn't have burner speed, but he's a big target at six foot two and 203 pounds, and he'll create openings at the NFL level with route awareness. And he's got a neat nuance. He does really well with subtle push offs to win. not, I and mean, it's not like Michael Irvin, right. uh, But yeah. just you know, a little elbow in there, and and you know use leverage to win contested catches battles before the battles even start. 107 catches last year on 161 targets for 1,171 yards, six touchdowns. Kind of an eh offense on passes of 20 or more air yards. Lester he caught nine for on uh, 19 targets for 234 wow. yards and two touchdowns. Now C.J. Stroud, the guy with the best ball placement in this draft class, will be throwing him the ball, which should up his chances for excellence to an extreme degree. Uh, I'm not engaging in hyperbole when I say he might be the Texans' best receiver in 2023 uh, right now. Low bar, I know, but he's really good. Uh, On defense, it's a personal favorite, and I like where he went because they have experience with guys like this. TCU cornerback Trey Hodges Tomlinson, who the Rams got with the 182nd pick in the sixth round. And I will bang the table for this guy all day. If he was 6'2", 200, we'd have been talking about him right up there with Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez Mm -hmm. and Torrey Porter Jr. and all those guys. 5'8", 178, I don't care. One of the best deep cornerbacks in this class outside. That bombed his draft stock. I get it. But my NFL comparison is Antoine Winfield Sr. Remember him. Yep. Small guy played for about 15 years, bunch of you know, Pro Bowls and all that. Um, in the Rams case, you could also compare him to Darius Williams, the five foot, 887 pound, undrafted free agent the Rams got out of UAB in 2018, who eventually turned into one of the team's best defenders. And as the kids say, uh, Hodges Thomason, he's got that dog in him, and yeah, he does. You know, you have those few guys you watch who are like. Darn it. I will. I am just going to uh, uh, pound the table. He was one of them just yeah. stood out to me. I think the Rams got an excellent pick there. Kyle,
0: what about you? Rams find a lot of guys like that. They do. They're just they good do. at football. I think yeah. that, I think yeah. that gets lost in evaluation. They're,
1: they're kind of like the top stuff is weird. And then you get into the third round down. It's like, mm, Okay. Maybe yeah. that's what they just throw away all their first and second round picks.
0: I'm going to start on defense since, uh, since you ended there, I'll start there. Arkansas linebacker, Drew Sanders went 67 yes. to the Broncos. I thought he was like a fringe first round guy and he falls all the way to 67. The key here for Denver though, is like, don't pigeonhole him as an off ball. You cannot, he's not going to be Micah Parsons. I'm not saying that, but the way the Cowboys kind of move Micah Parsons around and I was more primarily an edge guy now, but Mm -hmm. Drew Sanders is a converted edge rusher. You can stand him up and he can get after the quarterback well, if, he
1: was an edge rusher in Alabama, and he transferred because right. you know you're not going to get on the field with him, and you know the, right. you know, Anderson <laughs> and the other Anderson
0: and Right. I think he's just super versatile, and I think Denver, if they take advantage of that, he is going to be much better than the 67th pick. Um, again, yeah. playing him off the ball isn't like wrong or impossible or anything like that. But dude, let him get after the quarterback, especially. Well, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't see Parsons either. My con for him was Connor Barwin who played oh. off-ball the and then got a bunch of sacks yeah. off the edge. He's yeah. that kind
0: of guy. It's a great call. Um, on offense, it's Texas A&M running back Devon A. Chain. Like, so
1: and he went exactly where he should have.
0: Yes. If, if he wasn't going to go to San Francisco, Miami's the spot. Yep. Because now, okay, so it's not Kyle Shanahan's offense, but it's like Kyle Shanahan's most creative disciple and former run game coordinator. It's his yep. offense. And that offense is speed, 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 speed. And now they have a running back in Devon A-Chain who can split out and catch passes and affect mm-hmm. the game in ways that Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. and all, all the running backs they have, they don't quite impact the game the way Devon A-Chain does. I think he's going to be the player that they thought they were getting in Chase Edmonds. I love this landing spot for him. And if I'm going like long shot, like rookie of the year odds, I I would love to take H in because I think he's going to be a monster in that offense.
1: Well, he was like a legitimate Olympic level track athlete in high school and college. And some guys it doesn't show on the field with him, it does. Yeah. He's uh, in like we said, perfect spot
0: for him. He flies around. I just going to Miami raises his floor a lot and obviously raises his ceiling as well. So I I love Mm -hmm. that pick. And I think he's going to be the poster child of why it wouldn't surprise me if in four years, we're looking at like the lions took, uh, Jameer Gibbs at 12 and the dolphins took Devon a chain at 84. And that's why you wait to take a running back. That wouldn't surprise Jimmy, me if that's how that goes. Not that Jameer Gibbs is bad. I think he's a no. fine player. He's the, Al- he's the Alvin Kamara jr. There's
1: nothing wrong with that, but yeah, it's just good. Yeah.
0: That's going to do it for four down territory. Thanks so much everybody for watching. And we'll be back with you next week. Thanks Doug.
1: Thank you.